Hi, I'm Tahira Joy, founder of The Cut Life, and you are tuned in to The Cut Life Podcast, where we talk all things short hair, hairstylists, celebrities, and beauty news. Are you ready to cut up? Hey, everyone, it's Tahira Joy. Welcome back to The Cut Life Podcast. And today, I have the barber star gracing me with his presence, Mr. Marcus Harvey. Um, You know, before he jumps on, I have to give you all of his stats, okay? He is an amazing barber who has a very high-profile celebrity clientele. Hey, Nas. I mean, everyone is important, but he's the most important to me. So, hi. And then he is the owner of the Moose Layer right here in Atlanta, Georgia, where I am also based. He is a spokesman for Bevel and Squire. Look at that. And then not only that, but he's forayed into TV as a co-star on Ghost Brothers and continuing his entrepreneurial journey with the Brothers Gourmet. We got pancake and waffle mix. So Marcus, what don't you do? (laughs) Lose. I love it. I love it. I love it. How are you? Amazing. How are you? Thank you so very much, Miss Joy. I truly appreciate uh, the opportunity to come, man, because the cut life, like, I've even seen your journey, you know, me and you kind of have a mirror journey, like, uh, just the way that you've transitioned and, like, really exploded this brand. You know, I've, I've seen people's brands explode off of you, just giving your, your, your gracing of, the, of your approval. So I'm just blessed to be here. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate you. And I was thinking like the first time we actually saw each other in person was at Essence Festival. And this had to be 2019 because it's been two years since they've had um, Essence and it's coming back this year. So we'll see if we're both there again and have have a reunion. Oh, I'm going to be there regardless if I, if somebody got me there or if I'm going to be out there. Shoot. Yeah, I think we're all ready to get outside for sure. So before, you know, we get into your background, we always like to have fun with a little hot topic. So I came, with, came up with a question that okay. I think you can help the people answer. Okay. So how does a client or vice versa stylist barber, how do you break up with each other? If the client doesn't want to go to this barber or stylist anymore, and it can be, you know, the other way around. Maybe a client is just getting on your nerves. They're never on time. They're always trying to give you half a payment. How do you go about breaking up with your barber or breaking up with your client? Uh, well, that's kind of unique because uh, I've been um, I've been majoring in, in breakups lately. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, fortunately and unfortunately, I guess, as, as they would say. But what I've realized is one of the advices that I've given in the past is like um, everybody's time and energy aren't meant to be collected at the same time for that type of service. We all know, um, as you know, in the cut life, we all know like the spiritual and physical and mental like um, like experience it is to, to be at a, at a, at a barbershop, you know what I'm saying? So neither one of the barber nor the stylist, nor the stylist, nor the client, nor the client and the stylist need to even be having a time where their energy is not necessarily matching. So with me, um, I've had the Musa layer. That's actually one of the reasons why I opened up the Musa layer was, um, at the time I was actually traveling a lot with Nas and a lot hey, of my, Nas, sorry, go ahead. Go and a lot of my clients were looking for <laughs> somebody to go to 
And, you know, you know, sometimes my schedule wouldn't allow it and sometimes it would allow it. And so, you know, some people just, I just had to start like referring, um, just having a good network of like barbers and stylists in the community that I really rock with, I think is a, a way that a barber can fire a, a, a client. Right. Really refer clients to other people that might fit each other's personality. Everybody deserves to get their hair done. Everybody deserves to get that fresh look. Everybody deserves that, especially in our, you know, in our mindsets right now, our age right now, with so much mental health and stuff going on. Everybody deserves that time, but there's a million people out here. There's like six million people in Atlanta, and there's like right. what, maybe a hundred thousand, if that, thirty thousand, forty, fifty, uh, uh, thousands of barbers. Not a gang of yes, stylists <laughs> and barbers. Know, <laughs> so, I mean, everybody can code to anybody else now for us for a an amazing client who wants to change to an amazing barber or stylist. Um, how you would you fire your old barber and stylist? The power's in your wallet. Literally just go on any Squire and go book on Get Squire. Yes, plug. <laughs> and um, just find your barber in the area that, you know, and look at their work, go to the Instagram, you know, see what the reviews are um, on their Yelp see what the people are saying in their comments, you know, see what kind of response they give you when you reach out to them. You know, all these little, all these little small nuances kind of will show if your, if your time will, you know, be valued and loved, you know, and your money too. Cause I mean, yes, we, we don't go nowhere unless we have clients, you know, my, my whole foundation was built on the everyday client and it's still on that same situation. I love that. I mean, I've never personally had to break up with a stylist. Usually when I change stylists, it was because either I was moving out of state or they were moving out of state. So fortunately, I've worked with many amazing stylists and it was just proximity that changed the relationship. Um, but yeah, and I've had one-off experiences that I won't mention where I'm just like, yeah, I just won't be booking there. That's it. Anymore. That's all that <laughs> no is. No conversation needed. I just won't be pressing the book button on that one. That's all that is. Exactly. Well, speaking of foundation, let's talk a little bit about just your passion for barbering and where that all started for you. Uh, well, shoot. I've been in the industry and my passion started probably when I was 12. Wow. Uh, my mom... Me and my mom, of course, you know, I was a part of a single parent mother, but my stepfather came right in the nick of time, right around my like 10, 10 years old, 11 years old, but um, he would still work a lot. So I really didn't have a lot of interaction with him. He'd be working a lot, he was a painter. My, my, my mom was, uh, she worked at corporate America. So I had a lot of time by myself as a, as a, as a young kid. So, you know, last kid kids, you know, we in the nineties, we, we hard kids, you know, come on set, you know. Yes. <laughs> I've been I've been having the keys since I was in kindergarten. So listen, I, same. You know what I'm saying? These kids, I wouldn't be man. I'm nervous. I don't even know if you can get to the house. You know what I'm saying? But right. Hey, shoot, they just just drop you in the middle of the hood and you gotta get back to the crib every day, or you getting the whooping. But nonetheless, um, I was just using my time. And one day there was uh, the barbershop that I was going to. The two barbers, um, D and Mario, were um, working at this shop called Phil's Barbershop in Gwinnett County. They decided to open their own shop called um, 
called Crosscuts. And you cross grew up here in Atlanta? Yeah, Gwinnett County. Not, yeah, I did not know not that. Atlanta. Not Atlanta. Oh, see, Amaretta got everybody shook. Okay. <laughs> I, I love Gwinnett County, shoot. You know, every, all the parts of, of, of Atlanta or Georgia that made Atlanta. So, I mean, that's how I feel about that. Listen, but, I'm an Ella Wood girl. So, you know, I've got to my city too. <laughs> you know what it is. You know what it is. So, uh, Man, yeah, right off of Jimmy Carter. So I was um, okay, yeah. So yeah, Gwinnett. So uh, Crosscuts was on Jimmy Carter. I went. I lived in this place called Forest Vale, which is right right behind it. So there's this little path um, that I would take just to go get my hair cut. Um, and one day on a Thursday, I actually had to stay there because you know I went straight from after school straight to go get my hair cut. My mom made me go get my hair cut. And of course, you know they're not going to put the kid, the little kid, in the chair immediately. They're going to get all they they clients first and then whoever so i'm sitting in there for like six seven hours this is back in the day when there was no book. oh my god <laughs> i'm sitting in there just for a long time they were babysitting you <laughs> oh, pretty much pretty much this was free babysitting like my mom was chilling she was watching her she was watching will of fortune chilling enjoying her diet enjoying her life right um but i was just sitting there and there was this young this young brother who was like sweeping up hair and like fixing up the magazines and like going to get all the uh, the lunches and was uh bootleg man come in and he'll get you know russell a, a shirt you know what i'm saying just get like so this guy named russell was just like sweeping up hair shouts out to russell he owns a shop now too in Gwinnett county okay russell so, yes yeah, russell. russell so russell was actually the, the the genesis of the barber star so if it wasn't for russell sweeping up hair i wouldn't be cutting hair because wow uh, he brought me in to learn how to sweep hair i asked mario and d if i could sweep hair on the weekends like russell was doing he taught me how to do it um i was literally sweeping hair from 12 to like 15, I started cutting my 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 homeboys hair on on the teams, basketball team, football team. So I've always been cutting athletes. Of course, my own team started off first, and you know it just kind of like grew from there. Man, um, was in a small town called Morristown, Tennessee, because I had to move to Tennessee. My I've I, heard of that town. Yeah, you heard of Morristown, Morristown, yep. where everybody talks like this. What are you doing, Harvey? Harvey? <laughs> I love you. I love you, Harvey. You're so you're I love your waves. What are your waves? <laughs> oh my gosh, I love your waves. So uh that's none, where that TV star came in right there. You see that? Uh, uh, nah, man. <laughs> that's just uh, that's just the, the me, whatever. But uh nonetheless though, he um so my mom got into a, a little uh, got into an accident and hurt her knee really bad. So we had to move mm -hmm. to um Tennessee with my grandparents. So the small town Morristown, if you know it, you've heard about it very small town literally like you know just a very small town so there was no barbers so i literally had to take what i was like learning watching over all those years sweeping up here like it was like a it was like a karate kid type moment like wax on wax off so it was yes like, <laughs> so you know i've been you know been training you know cleaning all the barbers clippers i know how to clean clippers i know how to like adjust clippers i know if they're gonna be too sharp all these little things that i've been learning since i was like 12 so i had to implement them when i was you know in the wilderness as they would say in um because <laughs> that fade wilderness is something crazy now these nowadays i actually saw some young boys that had to do a um tennessee barber expo this i think it was in october i just got done doing it and some young boys from morristown had a, a dope load of barbers so i was like oh so okay <laughs> I said, look at y'all jumping up. So yeah, man. They're like, trying to put it on the map now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm starting to see even now, like small towns are even expanding now with the, the expansion of like the internet. Mm -hmm. You know, no longer is it just that yo, I'm stuck in a small town and I can't get a good 
haircut. Now everybody can cut. Yeah, something. social media has brought us together. You know, yep. it's making, you know, you can become a YouTube star living in any town. As long as you have access to a smartphone, you yep. can pretty much promote from anywhere in the world. Yep, yeah. I love it. So you grew this passion. You had this experience. I love the fact that, you know, you were willing to learn every aspect of it and not just going straight into I'm cutting hair, but I'm sweeping the every, floor. I'm doing every, every aspect, aspect every of aspect. it. And I think that, you know, foundations are so important. And sometimes people forget that. Like I'm an 80s baby, so I'm used to the mix of work but then also the ease that social media and some of these technologies have brought into our lives so i feel like it's like the best of both so as your career has grown during this time and you said you cut athletes when you were you know younger um, people that are on your team but now you're cutting athletes like grant hill yeah. so how do we get from there to these high profile clients touring with Nas. I mean, you have a lot of people that you work with. I personally, Ahmed knows he's probably, my producer, Ahmed's probably laughing in the background because I just want to hear the Nas story. How y'all started working together? Okay. Uh, I care about all your clients, but I okay. care about him uh, the most. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you I mean, I have this, I set a time for the cut light shoes, the cut light. Uh, <laughs> I'm also, so you know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna stay here. Um, but, my key to success in getting my celebrities was I've always treated everybody like a celebrity. So my whole life has been based in servicehood. So I was, a, um, not only did I start off sweeping hair, you know, cutting my friends, teammates and all these other things. But when I got to college, I got really deep into the church and I became an armor bearer. So I was my armor bearer. I was my pastor's armor bearer for 13 years. So I was always about like, you know, knowing how to anticipate what the ask would be, you know what I'm saying? And right. Prior to even it being asked, I went to Empire Beauty School in Dunwoody. Shouts out to Empire. Yo, uh, yes, yes. Real quick, all Empire, you know, we'll, do we got a gang sign? Empire? <laughs> Not a gang sign. Empire, you know, I don't know. If it's Not a throw, your, throw your ease up. <laughs> but I just, you know, Empire and the thing, boy, you know, the crown's up, so, you know. <laughs> But I uh, went to Empire and I'm done with it. And um, it was amazing because, like, I was actually inspired by, like, all the young ladies who were going there, you know, having, you know, families and still getting their, their, their license, you know, pushing, trying to get, you know, take their talent from just in the kitchen to, like, you know, professional. Mm -hmm. So one time there was a young lady named Karen Owens who works in, uh, who, who owned Dolce Hair Design. She came and spoke at our spot. I was inspired. I started working for her as her assistant. So I worked for Karen as her assistant for like six years. So at the time I was a pat my pastor's assistant. I was her assistant. And so I just always had this like knowing how to know what the next act. I love this trend that you have of spotting, you know, professionals and talented people and having a way of humility being able to provide service to them to work and learn from them because that's something that I feel is missing. Like, you yeah. know, coming from the era of interning, I interned in radio and record labels back in my PR days prior to the cut life, my whole music PR days. And, you know, you don't necessarily hear a lot of that now. Like people just want to hit the ground running, like where's my check. And there's not, like you said, um, a, 
attention to being of service to people and how valuable that can be um, in growing your business. Yeah, I, I mean, that's literally, I mean, that's, that's the key to my success. I can't even front. Like, I've been groomed to be um, a help, you feel me? And I just learned how to, like, turn, you know, being someone who serves to not somebody who rules in a sense, you know what I'm saying? I still keep that humility, as you said. No, not in a sense. Yeah. I in, mean, you know. In every sense, pretty, yes. Pretty, pretty much like the number one, if there was like a category of like A1, you know, or A-list celebrity barbers, like, I mean, I literally have cut like maybe 20 different NBA Hall of Famers. Um, I've cut several rap gods. I've cut several actors. I've done several television shows, movies, you know, um, comedians the top comedians rock with me like it's just like I've, I've cut i've cut the warriors and the Cavs when it was warriors Cavs. it was crazy it was just wow amazing situations that's gone on been on tour with nas been traveling the world with nas but the way that i got on with nas was shots out to salon ramsey ramsey shepherd if everybody are in atlanta everybody should know who ramsey shepherd yes ramsey shepherd was pretty much the first person i feel like was the one who started the um, the salon sweet space in a sense, like the yes. way. I mean, I People did. went to one of his buildings because there's like two, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh -huh. I've been in one, and it's just like sweets everywhere. All sweets, and this was in 2000, and like what, 10, 11, something of that nature. So, so, so Ramsey, at the time that I joined him, and this goes back to timing and assisting. At the time I joined him, Ramsey was at had three shops. He had two in Buckhead, which were this like a uh, plaza off of Faro, uh, real small joints, real small joints. And then he had another one in downtown that was off of Edgewood that he was about to convert to go to uh, 10th Street. And then he was buying the one in 10th Street. So he took everything to 10th Street and still had the two in Buckhead. I was with him and I maybe had like three or four barbers. So he was like, yo, I'm about to really focus on trying to make these, uh, expand this brand. And I'm really done with like, cutting my time in half and having to like, you know, cut hair and then go back to like, it just is not working. So I really, I'd much rather just focus on here. So he literally gave me all of his clients. Wow. This now, first off, he gave me all his regular clients, his everyday, every week clients. And he was giving it to me like dosages. Like he was like, he was like, yo man, one of my homies needs a haircut. You, you mind getting him? Yeah, I get him, kill it. You know, this is back in 2010 before anybody was doing any facials. They weren't doing no hot towels. They weren't doing no shampoos before the cuts. I was getting, I was getting clowned for this. Like they, man, you doing too much. You know what I'm saying? This back. And now. now people can't live without those. Services. Come on now, okay. like day when cats was talking about that Paul stuff. You know, everybody was talking about the. It's like, man, you doing too much, man. Getting them cats some hot towels, shampoo, and make sure that the scalp was clean, so yeah. that I can make sure that the canvas is clean, so that I can make sure that my work is clean. So, because clean never goes out of style, as we all know. You know what I'm saying? So. I really was white, like was really diligent in making sure that each person that Ramsey gave me felt like a celebrity and would take the word back to him, like, yo, Marcus is official. Matter of fact, Marcus is what you were going to be if you wanted to focus on Barbara, right? So mm -hmm. he keeps getting these reviews back, old school reviews. And finally one day, uh, this is when Nas was living in, in, in Georgia. You know, he Ramsey was that's the only person he was keeping, you know, Ramsey was keeping. He's like, no, I'm still cutting Nas. So he's cutting Nas. 
And uh, he was going on tour with Nas, and he was just like, man, he got into business with Nas, and Nas became um, a partner with him, right? So he's I like, thought I heard that on the streets, too, that Nas yeah. had investment in Salon Ramsey. And this yeah. was prior to me even being starting yeah. the Cut Life, because I started in 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's, yeah, so he was an investor into the, um, like, when it became the super large joint, mm-hmm. it was mass, they were partners, so he's focused on staying. So he's like, my number one barber at the time was me. Ain't no lie. They Listen. Are, hey, come on, Salon. Everybody in Salon Range know. Number one barber there was Marcus, so he literally gave me Nas. Now, here's the funny thing. It was me and another barber. I will not name the barber. <laughs> no beef. It's me we were, pro- <laughs> we're protecting the names of the innocent or guilty. <laughs> that literally, um, and this just goes back to being humble, real talk. Right. So me and the other barber um, in Buckhead worked side by side. We moved to um, downtown. We were on two different, we we're two different buildings. So it was kind of like, so Ram would give me, give both, would like, you know, have Nas go to both of us. So um, there's actually an opportunity. This is before Bevel came out. So Nas got this African and this deal, right? And I was on, I was out on, I was doing something. I forgot I was doing something that I that made me be out of town. I think I was either like out of town for some something church or something where I could not do the day, right? It was just something like random. But like they let the other barber do the Andis, do the Andis like deal with Nas, but I had been cutting Nas for like maybe three, four weeks straight, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man. So I I was like, dang, that's kind of disappointing. But after that. Like for some odd reason, I don't know what it was. Old boy and them fell out, and Nas started coming to me after that. And like when it was when I tell you, from then on to like maybe right before, like the pandemic was the only thing that stopped me from going back and forth. Right. From then to the pandemic, man, like literally every tour, every video shoot, every photo shoot, like I was rocking with the dude. And the way that I stuck with him, because the first tour I went on with Nas, I'm sorry if I sound like I'm rambling. No, no, I'm. You know, I'm eating all of this up. Please. For the first time, I think the the way that I was, like I said, goes back to humility. So, I was like I said, my pastor's armor bearer. So, anytime my pastor needed anything, I don't mind fixing a drink. I'll fix you some tea. You just get done preaching. I don't mind get get, you know fix you some tea. I mind getting you a towel, bro. I don't mind doing all that. So, I'm used to this stuff. Karen, you need me to do a relaxer. You need me to do a roller set. You need me to do a blow dry. You need me to do a shampoo. You need me to do all this. Oh, you got them skills too. Let me find out. Man, let me. I'm a I'm a licensed consultant. If I got if I was a stylist, they be calling me the style star, baby. It's, listen, man, listen. Y'all y'all wouldn't want me to be no stylist. I just I'm too pretty to be a stylist. But I'll <laughs> be in trouble. But uh, nonetheless, though, um, what was so dope about it was like we were on tour in Norway, and the first tour I went out there with him, I did not really know. Like I would always go to his house, but it'd be very haircut. Maybe a few conversations. Very quiet guy. You know, for the first year, we really didn't have a lot of conversation. You know, just like, oh yeah, you know, I was cracking some jokes because at the time I was doing stand-up comedy. And so um wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah, I used to do I do stand, I do all that stuff. <laughs> I did not know this. Go look up Mark Marcus Harvey stand-up comedy, Laugh Factory. It's all making sense to me now, Marcus. Continue. Yeah. Everything is coming together so perfectly. It does. God I, has a plan, okay? God has a, I'm trying to tell you, if you have multiple, if, if I could sidetrack, if you have multiple talents, man, do not 
diminish or look at you can only pick one you should pick all of them to work together as one yes you can yes. only pick them to be one not you don't have to pick one you can only pick them to be one so i use my humor my humility and my hands to get me where i'm at so yes we're on tour first tour with nas like it's me his right hand and his security so it's a very small group that we rock with Nas just brings his barber, block, and some other people. If he needs other people, we, we got. But he's very, boom, we in and out. It's very stealth. So we're on like maybe we're in Norway. So it's like we go from Atlanta, Georgia, to Norway. So we took like three flights, and then like it's cold. So he's two shows in. He starts getting a cold. Starts like <laughs> raspy. So. I'm like, oh, my pastor. I know how to do this because my pastor be getting it. Right. I made I made Nas some tea. Threw a little uh threw a little um recola in the joint, some honey, throat coat. Come on, razzle dazzle. <laughs> All I need is one mic. Can't come back out rapping like his. I mean, like it was like it, so. It was just like being able to be somebody who can say like, yo, I'm not just a barber. Yo, if you need anything, I got you right here. Right. And making yourself useful. And I think that's what, like, that was one of the main things, like, after years later, he's like, yo, that's the thing that actually, like, really stood out to me. Wow. Your willingness to, like, serve and not, like, find it, like, crazy. I'm not no yes man, but it wasn't, like, I didn't find it above me. Like you said, we're from the 80s, you know what I'm saying? Like, we mm -hmm. know about how to be humble, to be interns, to, like, pick up a bag, to do whatever needs to be done so that whatever needs to be done can be done. You feel exactly. me? Exactly. Um, so that's how I learned. And then, and the other way that I, the other way you said there's two ways, like, bro, when you made, when you made that tea, cause I was getting sick and you got me straight, bro. I was able to go through the rest of the tour and we make money. Like if I wouldn't have been, if I'd have got sick, we would have canceled dates. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have had no bread. I wouldn't have had no bread. We would have been right for you to step in. That was cool. He said, the second thing was when we were on that tour, I started, roasting one of these one of the promoters <laughs> and and it was like this guy and i just started mocking him i just started doing an imperson impersonation of him and like i had i had nods and like literally tears and <laughs> like he said that's where that's what got you said you 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 know what i'm saying and that's one thing that i've always stuck to is like what makes me what makes my career what it is is that i've always remained me like i've i've written comedy for cedric the entertainer i've been like I've been writing for like I, I've wrote stuff for <laughs> Roy Woods Jr. I've written stuff for Mike Epps. I've done so many. I feel like I feel like Forrest Gump sometimes, like on some randomness. You know what I'm saying because like every time, all my greatest accomplishments have come because I was willing to be like, "Yo, I got you. What you need? You know what I'm saying? I what love that. now is more so like, "What you got for me? I need. You know what I'm saying?" And I don't, and, and I'm hoping that we can start figuring out some ways to kind of like get the communication a little bit different with our, with the new generation coming up. And no, I, absolutely. You know, I, I, <laughs> absolutely. No, I, I relate to you so much with everything that you said, because, you know, the secret sauce is you. And a lot of times people don't realize that um, because you'll make a lot of pivots in your life. I mean, that's just what comes with life you have unexpected things i mean i had a whole <laughs> pr agency mm -hmm. doing music and entertainment and then went completely in another direction to beauty um and people were looking at me like 
but you're known in Atlanta for being the PR girl that works with Ludacris and all these people. What, what is the cut like? What are you doing now? And now they're like, oh, okay, we understand. And then you realize the secret sauce is really you and oh. being yourself and how, you know, how you show up is what really, um, you know, speaks to people. And speaking of speaking to people, you are a spokesperson for Bevel yes. Squire. Yeah. Two major, 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 had to put that three times, brands in the male grooming space. And I think that is so important because I feel that there's still so much like untapped space within male grooming, especially for me, like working in the influencer space and seeing so, you know, many women of all ethnicities um, talking about beauty and lifestyle and all of that. And then I'm like, man, if I was a guy... <laughs> Hey. Right now, I would be trying to rack up because I feel like there's still so much room for people, um, you know, for that male grooming space. So talk to me a bit about the Bevel partnership and the Squire partnership. I mean, I can imagine how it came about because you're Marcus Harvey, the <laughs> barber star. But <laughs> you tell me how you got involved with them. Um, well, you know, again, with that, yes, the male. Thank you for that. That's a nice compliment. <laughs> but <laughs> I think this space, yes, it is growing, but one thing I feel like the female hair space has is uh, a built-in infrastructure as far as um, rates and value of what you create and your the value that you bring as an artist to the table. You know, mm -hmm. um, if you've noticed, people be like, you never hear you never hear somebody's like like. How much for your hair, girl? You know, unless it's like a bad hairstyle. If it's a right. great hairstyle, nobody ever asks you how much for your hair, girl. They be like, they killed it. But for a dude, like I can, I mean, I can give cats like, like <laughs> gloss, and cats be like, you pay what? Ah, oh, no, no. You know, so it's like really re we're redoing the value. But what's been amazing is the two companies that I've worked with have been two major people to show the value of the black male barber as well as in the black male hair space I, we can say ethnic space or all that but brothers have different hair we're just gonna yeah. like we do not have the hispanic hair we don't have the straight hair we don't our face don't fall like those you have to really put some work in to make our joints look glossy and, and just fly like we have it like we always do and so the two companies that i um, work with squire and um bevel um, it's just been a blessing because one, um, thinking about it, back about it now, you know, I've been like with them since I've been with Bevel since 2015 or 20, yeah, 2015, and I've been with Squire since 2016, and that was a very that, that was a very good year too. Um, and it's crazy how those years fly by because I'm like, wow, it's been that long. It has, and that's crazy. Like it's, dang, like. So um, the way that I got on with Bevel was I was uh, Nas was working with uh, I was working with another company and I was actually going to pitch this um, to work this company with Nas to be one of his um, so he can invest because this is when he first started the Queens um, cap Capital type situation the venture capital fund mm -hmm. and you know investing in different companies and so I was just like you know I was cool with us you know you know me working and all that stuff but I was like yo I would love to be a partner of yours. So he's like, well, actually, I already have something that I'm working on in development. You know, maybe we'll bring you in later on that. So fast forward, like I said before, I do all these shoots, all the things of that nature. 
my homeboy Gabe, Gabe G Code, Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Gabe, the one and only, and shouts out to Cassidy. Cassidy, those are the two people who really are responsible for my partnership with Bevel because uh, Bevel is about to have somebody, just a random actor, do the video. I don't, you know the first video? Yes, uh, yes. That's actually me in there. And so uh, this one, I was a big boy. I was a big boy. I was big swole back Yeah, then you don't got all slim now yeah, and stuff. <laughs> now I wear workout clothes. That's all I do is wear workout clothes. See? <laughs> uh, but... Like, yeah, like, uh, so Gabe was like, nah, we need, we need, Nas needs his barber for his trimmer if he's going to be invested in Bevel. Right. He put that pressure in. Cassidy was like, you didn't even have to put pressure. It makes total sense. Cassidy was like, yeah, let's, let's bring him out. So I'm on, we're in LA on set. Uh, we have the, the, the prototype trimmer. I was like, wow, this is a very fly trimmer. I like this. And I go to Crafty's. It's like I said, I was a big bro. So I was like, that, Looking for where the snacks at? Where the snacks at? <laughs> and I see this young, I see this dude sitting on the um, on the cooler, and look like he's stressed out a little bit. I said, "Hey, my man, uh, you mind if I get a uh, drink?" And it's Christian, <laughs> and and I he's like, "Yeah, yeah, man, I'm so, so sorry, man." Like like he didn't know what the heck was going on. This is the first time, you know, he's kind of in doing all the stuff that he's doing right now, and so uh, like it was just funny to see like that's what, like, when we first met and like. From there, we had a, a great conversation. He's like, yeah, man, I'm actually, you know, this is actually my company, blah, blah, blah. Kristen Walker. Yeah, so he's like, this yeah. is my company. I'm, I'm, you know, you know, we're just trying to do something cool. I was like, bro, that's an amazing design. He's like, well, cool. I'd love to, you know, talk to you more about, you know, if you can help me with, you know, some of the things that we're going to need to improve on it. I'd love to get you get you involved. He showed me the, you know, the, he showed me the, the lever system, the first mm-hmm. lever system. And I was just like, wow, that is brilliant. So uh, fast forward, Cassidy hits me up. We start talking over an extended period of time. Cassidy and, and Tristan bring me in. I, they fly me to San Francisco. I start doing a little um, test on all the Clippers. And then we just started partnering from there. And then for, ever since then, I've just been working with them. And that's when Bevel had literally seven employees. Wow. Seven employees. And now... Proctor. Now look at them, Procter and Gamble partnership Proctor. headquartered in Atlanta. We actually had Tristan on the podcast um, yeah. previously, and you know I love to hear the backstory of your collaboration because sometimes people just sign up to endorse products and they have no idea like how they work if they're really any good. But to hear that you were actually testing the product and seeing like prototypes and everything early on, and they really had you involved, I think speaks a lot to their company. And I love even the pivot that they had um, when it was Bevel and then Form Beauty for the products, but now they kind of merged it where now Bevel has, you know, products as well, which I think to me is genius because listen, I've had male friends of mine in my DMs like T or texting me T, I need some products. What should I use? And I have referred Bevel so much because I know A, the products work well, but they're also like presented and packaged in a way that feel good for a man to have, you know, in their bathroom on their shelf. And they don't want to always like steal (laughs) our products, you know what I mean? But they want something that, you know, performs well. So I thought even that was genius saying, hey, like, in, in addition to the tools, let's also provide the products. And you can just one-stop shop it for your beard, your hair, like whatever you need. 
Well, thank you so much, Marcus Harvey, the Barber Star. I love that you are in the Musa layer right now. You know, everyone that's listening, if you're in Atlanta, you need to make sure you're on his Instagram booking. He has many barbers that can serve you, so you don't have yeah. to just run him down because he's a busy man. But, you know, I'm just glad that you took the time to chat. Hopefully we will see each other in person in these streets soon. Yes, you already know. <laughs> yes, but no, I appreciate you so much. Um, if you have one last time, want to shout out IG and yeah. let them know where they can find all the things that you have going on. Go to my Instagram, the Marcus Harvey, and be and don't just be on my don't just don't just follow. Go to the the notifications, check in with your boy, comment, share stuff. If you think it's fly, share with another fly barber. Maybe we. Like share, like share, 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 like because they be shadow banning me, so I need y'all to push me through. Listen, push me through. That's a whole other topic for another yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, man, follow me on D Marcus Harvey. You can follow my um art gallery barbershop, the Musalair. That's T H E M U S A L A I R, like uh, Musalair, right? Um, you can also check our show out on Discovery Plus. Like I said, that's Ghost Brothers. That's Bright Club. That's Hunted House Guests. Um, you can also listen to our podcast on any platform, which is called Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers. You can also get our pancake mix. Man, I feel like MC Hammer right now. Listen. God, dog. Listen. <laughs> That's what somebody's screaming at. Yes. So, yeah. Yes, I love exactly. it. So, yeah, just tap in, support me. I ain't wealthy yet, but just know that the all the proceeds go to other people becoming wealthy too, not just myself. So listen, because that's the part that they don't talk about. You know, you make money and you got to pay people. You know, it's yeah. it, it all. It all comes it all, around. Oh, all, work. All, <laughs> all right. Well, my, thank you, the Marcus you. Harvey. I love it. I love that you have that on your name on here too, <laughs> the hey, Marcus Harvey. Yes. They gotta know. Anytime you see somebody with that D in front of their name, you know they're part of my coaching tree. You know. I love it. I love it. We'll talk soon. Thank you so very much. Well, that was an amazing show with Marcus Harvey. And um, I just love seeing black male entrepreneurs doing their thing. Um, again, you know, check out the cutlifeuniversity.com. Also, the cutlife.com, our website is completely rebranded. So, you know, check us out. So in, catch up on past episodes, you know. Stay tuned in with your girl. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cut Life Podcast. Make sure you check us out every Friday. And for more information, visit us on thecutlife.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Tahira Joy and The Cut Life.